patents do for Glenn this week. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. You know, Glenn was talking about uh, the George Soros Initiative, where they're doing the civil society in places all over the world, kind of sponsored by our State Department, mm-hmm. and um, bringing revolution to countries all. Well, uh, coincidentally. There are a lot of revolutions kind of taking place right now. A lot of discontent and upheaval all over the planet all of a sudden. From Chile to Sudan, Lebanon to Colombia, uh, mounting anger and frustration, and uh, people are sick of what's going on. But, for instance, in Chile, they were upset that, uh, that the subway prices went up. Four cents. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Four cents. Yeah, you can't. I mean, come on. Well, I mean. Four cents? That's ridiculous. Remember, these are not. A, this is not a society filled with people making $29,000 right, a year. That is true. But you, you know? would think, would a four cent price increase trigger a revolution? A revolution? Not normally. Yeah. We've come a long way from like uh, uh, Archduke Ferdinand being killed. <laughs> yes. Now it's like, ah, four cents? Four cents? Right. No, Don't get your gun! Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Get the pitchforks! <laughs> I mean, this stuff builds on each uh, on itself, though, right? Like, there's yeah. a million problems they have with their government, and then there's that one little thing that lights the fire. And as Glenn would point out, a lot of times when that fire is lit, the structure's there to make it into a revolution. Right. And that's where the civil society thing comes in. Uh, in Colombia, tens of thousands of Colombians upset with their president. Economic inequality took to the streets. Um amid growing unrest in all of South America. Uh, In Iraq, more than 300 people, including at least 13 just Sunday, have died during demonstrations that have gripped Baghdad uh, and Shiite Muslim-dominated provinces since October 1st. 300 people dead in that unrest. Um, They're upset with with the hike in oil prices uh, and gas in their country. In Lebanon, what started as a protest against against attacks on WhatsApp. So this is about an app. They're taxing your app, basically tax, taxing texts. Yeah, uh, essentially, WhatsApp is a yeah, just a communication app. If you don't happen to use it, well, that morphed into four million people uh, taking to the streets last month. Four million people took Jeez. to the streets because of the tax on the app. And this is a, a an undersold wow. part of big government and socialism yeah. in particular, because the same types of things have happened in Venezuela. And it's like, well, Venezuela would say, okay, well, we're taking over the oil industry because we're socialist. So they take over the oil mm-hmm. industry. It starts to kind of fall apart. And what's their answer to that? Well, they say, well, what we're going to do is lower prices on oil, <coughs> gas, so that people can afford it. And they continue to do it, which mm-hmm. leads to the infrastructure breaking down they don't have enough money to actually run the thing and it gets down to the point where like i know relatively recently gas in venezuela was like 12 cents a gallon right yeah it's like legitimately 12 cents a gallon so it was like water like no i mean unfortunately they didn't have water to drink but it was almost like water and it's been like that for a long time and it's been like that and for a long time took it for granted and here's the thing once you get down that low just like we were talking about last hour with entitlements and obamacare you can't raise it so right. when it comes to the point where right. now it is a you know it's so low that you can't afford it because the economy is shaken apart in other ways or whatever it is you can't bring that money up or you get this your four cent rise in the subway causes a revolution mm-hmm. so it it becomes a situation where all they can do 
is target business owners and target the wealthy and target anybody who will keep them in power for another day. And that's why you wind up a lot of times with a bunch of people dying because either you either have to suppress this type of revolution or you lose your country. And people, socialists who are all about government power, don't want to risk these things. Mm-hmm. They want to stay in power at all costs. So why not take out a few couple, a few, few million people to make sure that that happens? It becomes a rational decision in their minds. Yeah. Um, and it's scary because you're, it is happening all over the world. And you have outsiders stoking the flame. Mm-hmm. They're just, uh, and so it's going on in the Sudan as well, uh, in Iran. I mean, all over the, all over the planet, uh, this is starting, things are breaking down and, uh, you know, you've got opportunists taking advantage of all of that. And it's, it's becoming a kind of a dangerous situation. Well, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to manage, right? Yeah. If, if you can't manage the Obamacare website, I'm not sure you're going to be able to manage <laughs> multiple revolutions around the world. Really? Right? Like, huh. it just yeah. doesn't seem, I mean, you've had a long time to figure the post office thing out <laughs> and, you know, the DMV and all the standard complaints yes. with government that people have. The fact that you think you can monitor and micromanage other revolutions in different cultures all around the world. It's nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. 888-727-BECK. More in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn this week. 888-727-BECK. You can follow uh, uh, me and Pat uh, at uh, World of Stew, and you're at Pat Unleashed, I believe, on Twitter. Exactly, yes. Uh, you should watch mm-hmm. uh, Pat Gray Unleashed and listen as well. Uh, every, you can download yeah, every the morning. podcast if you want. If you missed the show this morning, uh, which immediately precedes this one, you can always do that wherever you get your podcast. Maxine Waters is an interesting character. We love her because she oh, gives us great. incredible amounts of material. I mean, she's <laughs> basically a, a fountain of youth for talk radio material. <laughs> she, can, No matter what you have, you can always say, what did Maxine say yesterday? It's always going to be something dumb. You always have that there. You can always find whatever it is, and you can do an entire show about it. So here is Maxine. This is uh, the most recent example. She's talking about Ben Carson, and I believe it was MSNBC. Listen. Well, you know, I sent him a letter and he sent me a letter, you know, claiming that I had no manners, etc. I basically said to my staff, I really don't have time to be bothered with somebody who doesn't know the difference between R-E-O and O-E-O. I mean, you know, this guy just doesn't have uh, the background, the capability, uh, the intelligence to do the job. He doesn't know what he's doing. Mm. He doesn't care about this issue. He rises to the occasion to basically support this president uh, any opportunity mm. that he gets and so I'm going to be so happy when they're all out of here they're hurting <laughs> yeah. our country they're undermining yeah. our democracy and they're being very yeah, destructive and I hope the American people can see so. that if we allow this president and his cabinet to yeah. get away with what they're doing mm. they will be destroying you yep. know the presidency uh, and that office forever oh my gosh She's... I'm sorry is she calling a black man stupid she does. She is a black neurosurgeon. Wow. She's calling a neurosurgeon. They're right. Stupid. Huh? That's a fascinating, fascinating claim. 
Now, Ben Carson, you can say you don't like the his policies. Uh-huh. You can say you don't, don't like, like his demeanor. He, Maybe yeah. he's a little too sleepy for you. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> but not intelligent? But not intelligent. Come on. That does not compute, especially from someone like Maxine Waters. How many dumb neurosurgeons do you know? Oh, tons. <laughs> I tell you, man. I, if I've seen one. Mm-hmm. One of, the, one of the fastest growing uh, segments of our population are dumb neurosurgeons. People don't know that. <laughs> They're all over the place. Just doing their neurosurgery in a dumb way. That's what they do. Every day they wake up and, mm-hmm. and just go in there and they and they just do complicated neurosurgery. Just messing like around in your brain yeah. and they're too stupid to know <laughs> which parts of the brain to connect or I, remove. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, base. If you've ever, you know, if you ever watched The Simpsons, <laughs> Ben Carson's basically Doctor Nick. He's the guy who comes out and he just, he just kind of fumbles his way through all the surgeries, and and it's just, it's just loving and hilarious. Oh, <laughs> oh, you've paralyzed me! Ah ha ha! That's Ben Carson. Now it's weird because I've seen he's won all these awards uh-huh. and done all these incredible things that no one had ever done before in the field, but he's basically just a moron. And I guess he just lucked his way into fixing all those people. <laughs> what a great and, story. And separating Siamese twins <laughs> right. at the brain. I mean, how hard I is mean, that, though? You need hard. scissors. What's the big deal? I mean, You anybody. put scissors in between them, and you, and you, you. cut. And you I cut. don't know. I mean, <laughs> how hard could it be? This <laughs> is a moron. Any moron could do that. You get you go you go to Home Depot. You uh-huh. get some hedge clippers, right? And you just snip, and you use them. Snip, snip, snip. Done. And, and then they're separated. And you say, nurse, sew them back up. Yeah, because <laughs> I bet he's not even doing the sewing. Uh, I You're bet right. he's not. I bet he's not. You put it. You got a little sewing machine. You put their heads under there. You press yeah. the pedal. I don't know how it works exactly, but <laughs> it's something like that. It's <laughs> just like any moron could do it. It's not so, that big of a deal. Right. I, so she makes a really good point there, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and she's made a lot of really good points over right. the years, though. As far as I'm concerned, the Tea Party can go straight to hell. They say to me all the time, you appear to be angry. If you're black and American, you're not a little bit mad, you crazy. Stop yeah. sending mm. those dog whistles to white supremacists. Today Supremist? we declare... Supremist? We're not taking it anymore. This liberal <laughs> will be all about Uh-oh. socializing. Uh, um, so, uh, uh, oh, oh, um, no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, will be about. Will be about, about something else. Something else. Um, something else. Um, what is the word? What is the word? What is the basically, word? Basically. Basically. Taking over. Taking over. And, and the government the running government. all of your companies. Keep <laughs> <laughs> your nasty comments away from us. We're rallying okay. and mm-hmm. we're protesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't intimidate us. Uh, you okay. don't scare us. We're going to fight against you and your policies. We're going to struggle. We're going to do everything necessary to show you you cannot take this country down the path that you think you're going to take it down. Don't ever let me see Mm -hmm. again in life those Republicans in our hall, Mm -hmm. on our screens, Uh talking about anything. Right. That's a okay. restrictive. These are yeah. demons. <laughs> They're demons. Demons. Okay. Literally demonizing. These uh, are legislators mm-hmm. who are George. destroying this country. Man. Wait. So she's she's she knows. Wait, are they demons or are they legislators trying to destroy the country? I feel like those are two moderately different things. She's she is one of these people that just uh opens the mouth and about um, two minutes after she's done speaking, tries to figure out what she's saying. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no plan going in. 
You know, it's like, no. it's like, you know, it's like Ben Carson with his neurosurgery. He doesn't know what he's doing when he goes in there. <laughs> I, yeah. He just starts cutting, just as start, we mentioned. Start cutting things and connecting tubes and right. see what happens. <laughs> you know, does a person walk afterwards? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. That's, that's Ben Carson. The guy just, you know, he just mm. is just a haphazard guy when it comes to his neurosurgery. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Crazy. It is. And, and what, one, one really interesting uh, clip that you played there was Maxine Waters, and she does this all the time, saying essentially, um, well, uh, they always call black people angry, um, and and that's, of course, we should be angry. But there's that sort of undercurrent there of if you call, if you criticize a black person, then you don't like black people. You could you see, oh, they're all angry. Only, only black people are angry. And, and this is very standard left-wing procedure. It's the same thing they do with Soros, right? It's like, well... George Soros, you're only criticizing him because he's Jewish. The th- fact that he, and by the way, he is an atheist. But the, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, like, the, no one has, there's no criticism of him because he's Jewish. Like, that's, that's not, right. nothing to do with it. It's a, right. it's not, it's, there's no, there's no part of that that connects. That's you. That is you coming up with that uh, conclusion. Not me. That's, I, I, mm-hmm. It's you. It's you're saying, oh, well, it must be because he's Jewish. Well, wh- why are you saying that? Right. That's not what we're saying. Why are you saying it? And 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 uh with Waters, it's the same thing here where she absolutely will criticize any any Republican who criticizes an African American and they'll she'll say it's because of race. But here she is criticizing an African American, calling him stupid. Fine. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh I, you know, I I kind of tend to think that the color of your skin should not dictate whether that's okay. Right, mm-hmm. you should be able to be able to criticize anyone you want, no matter what the color of their skin is, as long as you're not criticizing them for the color of their skin. Now you're making crazy talk. I like know. Back in the '60s with MLK, <laughs> <laughs> that guy said kind of the same thing you just did. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> oh, what a maroon. <laughs> a major problem in our country pat which is uh we have i believe 607 billionaires in this nation mm-hmm. and only three are running for president right now we need to get that number up <laughs> i want to get it to at least half i mean are they they just don't care about their country <laughs> right. the other the other 604 <laughs> they just, don't, just care. don't care they don't care wow you know they're just fumbling their way through neurosurgery probably with that <laughs> person that's what they're doing <laughs> Uh, Mark Cuban is uh, making some noise. Now, I don't think he's jumping in uh, to run for president. I, I mean, do, can we possibly have any more people who are running for president? Well, we could. I guess we could. We I could. keep saying we can't. And then Deval Patrick jumps in. Yes. And then Michael Bloomberg jumps in. Uh, who else has jumped in recently? Steyer jumped in late. Yeah. Uh, there has been, it just keeps, they keep coming. To uh, the go rumors away. persist that maybe Hillary gets in. I don't know. I don't, I I don't, don't believe that. Will. Yeah, and I believed are, it for a while. I'm not sure now. We're past the filing deadlines in uh, New Hampshire. But so not Iowa. That's not, not until the end of the, I think, the end of the year, like December 30th or something. Is it really that late? I think it is. Um, so you'd have to skip New Hampshire if you yeah. wanted, which is what Bloomberg is doing. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Deval Patrick qualified, but I mean, he, that's, I guess he probably must have because that's his only chance of, of competing. I mean, this is the next door state, even though he still has no chance. Uh, Mark Mark Cuban was asked because uh, people noticed uh, at Yahoo Finance that he had uh, registered democracy.com. Now he's not doing anything with it. 
Hmm. But it's democracy.com. And the question was, well, what are you planning to do with democracy.com? He says, uh, Cuban says that it won't, he registered it because he didn't want it to be used by someone with a political agenda. So he just. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's what he said. <laughs> okay. Now, he, of course, is the uh, Mavs owner, a guy on Shark Tank. Uh, and he says, you, you know, you, could, you should see all the, uh, hmm. the domains I, I own. I rarely sell, sell any. And when he was pressed about it, he said, and you can do this, you can play along right now. If you're in front of your computer, if you're on your phone right now, play along here, Pat. Okay, I'm going to play along. Go to thepresident.com. Uh. Thepresident.com. <laughs> Just having a tough time. Thepresident.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Oh, it's Access TV. Uh, it's his website. Magnolia yeah. Pictures. It's cu- Cuban companies. All uh, the Cuban companies. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. he asked, can you imagine this guy runs for president wow. and he's got, his website is thepresident.com? <laughs> That's a solid uh, marketing tactic. Very weird. I don't know. I mean, I feel like huh. Trump has opened this door up and like all these guys think they could be president now. Because they all think do they're... Th- do you think he's he's considering a I run? Think he, I do think, I mean, he's talked about he has uh, enough. And he, he's, he's talked about I, the fact that he can beat Trump, yeah, he thinks. He thinks so. He thinks he can. There's no way he could, he could but he thinks he could. He, I don't know where he fits exactly because he, you know, they talk for a while. They're like, oh, he's a libertarian. He's not a libertarian. He's not libertarian. Um, But he's also, and he's not really a Republican. And he's certainly with this field, definitely not a Democrat. I mean, he doesn't, he's, he'd be way to the right of a Michael Bloomberg. Yeah, Um, I think so. He is a legitimately pro-business guy, but has a lot of policies that, you know, we wouldn't like as conservatives, you know, big healthcare initiatives and all the other, all the Mm -hmm. rest. But I mean, at least he's, he, he has the same... The things that you like about Trump, where he's a guy who who is a business person and under and understands those things, he has those attributes. But we already have that guy in office, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah. I don't know what the thirst and, would be for a Mark Cuban candidacy at this point. And again, if you're a billionaire, why do you want that job? Oh gosh, I don't even. I don't like you talking are about it. A mega pa- patriot, and you believe you're the only one who can fix it. I can understand you taking the shot then. But why would you want this hassle? Why would you open well, up yourself to all of this madness? I wouldn't want anything to do with it. If I was a billionaire, I'm just enjoying my life. Oh my I'm not. Gosh. I'm not running for president. I mean, you know, and you know, I mean, you don't have to be a billionaire. You just have to be massively wealthy to understand that, like earning over twenty nine thousand dollars a year. <laughs> if you are, if well, you I can earn, only dream. I can only dream of yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's never going to happen. No. But Bernie Sanders thinks you're rich at twenty nine k a year. I mean, I think uh, Mark <laughs> might earn more than that. Uh, it's possible. But when you're a billionaire, think of your life, right? Every decision you've made works out. Mm-hmm. Everything that you think is smart is is smart, and everyone tells you is smart. Yeah. Like you, It's understandable why you'd think you'd be the only guy who could fix whatever problem you're addressing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that's why Bloomberg's in there. Trump himself said that's why he was in there. Uh, Steyer, I'm sure, is the same way, and Cuban's probably the same way. I mean, you could find we could get to a point where everybody running for president is a billionaire. <laughs> you get some, we're not that far away, kids. You're listening to Glenn. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. It is Pat and Stu, and for Glenn this week. Are you familiar with this Cameo app? I'm um, not. No. So it's very. It's an interesting app. It basically, it's an app you can go on there and search for your favorite celebrity. 
And when I say celebrity, many times I would use air quotes uh, when, oh, when yeah. saying celebrity. So it's like, you know that, you know the third person Jason killed in Friday the 13th Part 4? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That, oh. that guy uh, is almost definitely on there. Was it the teenager in the forest who got the harpoon through his skull? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes I love him. And, and the good thing was that wasn't real. It was a movie. So he's still alive. <laughs> Wow. Uh, hasn't done a movie since. Okay. And uh, is available on Cameo. So and he hasn't learned his lesson about making out in the woods? No. Okay. Sadly. <laughs> sadly, the guy just makes out in the woods all the time. But he can get whoever Idiot. he wants. He makes over $29,000 a year. So <laughs> this guy can get any lady he wants. And you got to be honest about it. He can't be that rich, no, can he? No, I don't wow. think so. No. So uh, I, he may not be uh, when you talk about what Cameo is. So Cameo is this idea that you go on, you search for your, your favorite celebrity, and uh, they will make a video for you, um, a greeting that you can send whoever we want. And this happens, this happens to us sometimes because we are actually below the Cameo level of celebrity. <laughs> but like people who are fans of the show will say, hey, will you send a message mm-hmm. to – my sister, it's her birthday, and she loves the show. She loves you guys. Will you send him a message? I'd love to for a price, yes. Well, yeah, and that's what we do. Is we, we give us some cash, and, of course, the answer is yes. No, I mean, we do that no, for people that. here and there, and yeah. it's uh, it's one of those things. It's kind of cool. Like, I, you know, I, shows that I like, I would love to get one of those things. It would be kind of cool. So that's basically what Cameo does. It, it, it sets up a market. It uses this thing called capitalism, and it sets up a market for celebrities basically post- uh, their availability and what price they will make a video for you. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, example, uh, if you like The Office, there's a few people from The Office who are on Cameo, and you can pay them, you know, like a hundred bucks or something like that. It's like a couple hundred bucks, maybe for people on The Office, mm-hmm. and they'll cut a video for your friend who really likes The Office, right? Kind of, like a, it's kind of a cool idea. It's an easy way for celebrities to throw a couple uh, bucks in their pocket, and it's kind of a nice way to connect with their fans. That's the concept. Uh, so they have everybody from people you'd never know all the way up to some like big sports celebrities are on there, like, uh, you know, uh, big actors, actresses, musicians, all sorts of things. One of the people on there is Mark McGrath. He is the lead singer of Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray. Yeah. Are they still around? I mean, I think they're around in that they probably do, you know, retro tours and stuff. Carnivals. He does. Do, he's uh, done a, state fairs. Yeah. <laughs> He's done a decent amount, though. He He's done, like, countdown <laughs> shows. And I, I want to say he hosted, like, there's Access Hollywood or one of those types oh, of shows yeah, for a he while. Something. He, he's mm-hmm. done a decent amount with his career after uh, Sugar Ray and I think is still pretty active. Uh, but he is on uh, Cameo and recently got a request for to cut a video. And I, I think it's the first one of these I've ever seen before. Here's Mark McGrath um, on Cameo from a specific request from a woman... Who is dating a, a guy long distance? Listen. What's up, Braden? It is Mark McGrath from the band Sugar Ray, off the charts, but always in your hearts. And this cameo was booked by Cheyenne, and she wants you to know a few things. And this is a little difficult for me to say because it's the first one of these I've done, but she wants you to know that you mean a lot to her, you mean the world to her. <laughs> But she's having difficulty staying in this long-distance relationship. You know, it's tough. Mm -hmm. I've been on the road for years, and I've been with my wife a long time. And the the biggest arguments, the biggest, you know, obstacles in our relationships is the distance between us. 
It makes it very difficult when we're on the road, um, and it's hard. <laughs> so Cheyenne is trying to let you know, Brayden, that mm-hmm. it's very, very tough for her to stay in this relationship. She still cares about you a lot. <laughs> you never know what the future may hold, and she still wants to be friends with you because obviously she cares about you very very much. Well, obviously. Good luck on your thesis coming up. Good luck on your thesis. Probably not the best timing, Cheyenne, (laughs) when he's doing his thesis, but I understand. You know, you got to work on your thesis and life goes on. And um, I'm sure there's big things ahead of you in the future, Braden. But Cheyenne cares about you enough to let you know that she's thinking about you. But the long distance thing is just a little difficult for her. Okay. And she wants you to stay positive. She wants you to be friends. (laughs) And she knows that um, you're a fan of the band Sugar Ray, which I'm honored. I wish I was delivering you good news. Yeah, but you're not. Hopefully I can see you backstage, give you a high five someday, dude. And we can maybe laugh about this sometime. Hopefully we all can. Cheyenne, Braden, all of us. We all can hang out. But uh, she wants to be friends right now, bro. The long distance thing's a little difficult. Yeah, you but said that. But she wishes you uh, nothing but the best. Mm-hmm. All the love in the world. And do, 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 do your best on that thesis, man. I know it's uh, it's tough in the holiday season and uh, this is relationships just weird. and all that stuff, man. But you've got big okay. things ahead of you, bro. Yeah, but she wants to be fans. On thesis, friends, right? <laughs> Yeah. You've got a good life in front of you. Okay. All right. On behalf of Mark McGrath uh-huh. and Cheyenne, oh, we love you, you Braden. Yeah. Well, apparently, bro. she All does right. not love him. Uh, but she cares about she him cares enough about him. to have somebody else break up with him for her. And I guess it co- this cost about 150 bucks <laughs> to get Mark McGrath to break up with your boyfriend for you. Wow. That is where wow. we are in this wow. society. I love the uh, his analysis is, is interesting. <laughs> he's, I mean, the poor guy. He's just trying to get his 150 bucks and get through this thing, right? <laughs> right. I mean, you can't blame the guy, I guess. And that's his first one. What a tough one to do for oh. your first. And he's, be... I love he said, he, what does he say at the end? Look, if you're doing a thesis, that means you've got good things ahead of you. Like, that's not true at all. That's <laughs> not, necessarily. not, that's not it necessarily. Might true, it might be true. But it might not. What if your thesis is on how great it is to be a white supremacist? You don't have great things ahead of you at all. Uh, and uh, it, it, oh, it, that man. is like, Awkward. think of how many steps removed that is from the way things are supposed to be done. Like, there mm-hmm. is a world in which, you know, you're supposed to, if you're breaking up with someone, you're supposed to do it in person, right? Yes. If you're not going to do it in person, you got to do it over the phone. If you're not going to do it over the phone, you got to do, you go to email. You're not going to do it over email. You go to text. You're going to go over text. I don't know. You're on like Snapchat. If you get through all of those things and you still can't do it, then you pay $150 to the guy from Sugar Ray to break up for you. <laughs> the, the guy who had, what, two hits in 1998? That's, <laughs> that's I got to say, I think amazing. Sugar Ray did better than that. I think they had uh, more hits than that. Did they? Yeah, I think all so. Right. They had a little run there. Yeah. I'm gonna look up Sugar uh, Ray. I'm looking hits him up right now because I'm telling you, so Sugar Ray discography. All right, uh, this is what people want every morning. Okay, every morning went to number three. When it's over, someday went to number seven. Someday was great. That's a great song. Fall, it, falls apart. I don't really remember. It was 29. When it's over, see, twenty nine is not a hit. That's not a hit. So we got three and seven. Right, that's two hits so far. When it's over was kind of a hit. Where'd that? Where'd that? Thirteen. Peak? 13. Nominal. Yeah. Nominal. Top okay. 15. We'll, right. we'll give him that. I'll say it wasn't we'll as good that. as I would imagine. Three. Yeah. yeah. So they had three. Again, if they had five, <laughs> it would be 200 bucks to break up with a boyfriend. <laughs> but yeah, they since only... they only had two and a half, yeah. it's only 150 bucks. 
150 bucks. I mean, that is a weird thing to do. For for a guy like Mark McGrath, who's pretty well known. I mean, say what you will about Sugar Ray. Yeah. You're, you're right. He's been on he's been on game shows or talk shows or something. I mean, he's had a career of some note, right? Yeah. I mean, you know who he is, certainly. They sold several million records. And he's doing breakups with your boyfriend <laughs> from afar for 150 bucks a piece? There's two ways to look at this, right? Wow. That way, which yeah. is a legitimate way to look at this. <laughs> yes. The other thing is, it took him two minutes and he made $150. Now, I don't know. Is there? There's a lot of things uh, that I... Uh, I mean, $150 for two minutes. That's not... I mean, that's okay. It's a yeah. pretty good rate. It is. You if know? you're doing them... All day long. Right. He's but not. I doubt you are. <laughs> you How many people couple. are thinking, you know who I want to break up uh, for me uh, is Mark McGrath from Sugar <laughs> Ray. A lot of people aren't thinking that. So he was the host, co-host of Extra. That's the show I was thinking of. Huh. Okay. Which is a pretty big. For uh, how long? Pretty big uh, gig. Right. Does it say uh, how long? Extra. Let's see. Yeah, that is a good gig. He was probably making decent money for that. And he did a lot of these, like, you know, rock and roll Jeopardy and, you know, all these other Celebrity Apprentice season four. Uh, oh, so he's on with uh, Trump then. That's yeah, kind of cool. At one point, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was uh, from two, 2004 to 2008. Oh, man, he left He left extra to focus on his music career. Oh, oh boy. Oh, wow. Oh, darn it. Probably not the best. Uh, <laughs> that didn't. It didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, and he was a guest uh, judge on American Idol. But these are all like 2005 things that he was doing. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. When people still remembered Sugar Ray. I think we should start recording. We should just get cameos and start playing them on the show. We should, we should, and we can expense them to Glenn. (laughs) (laughs) We should try to get liberals on cameo to say nice things about Glenn. I like that idea. This is is a way for Glenn to kind of cross over. Yeah. We'll just keep... What if, can we put things in there? Like, can we get like a known liberal to to endorse Donald Trump on video? Uh, yes, I, I, there's got to be somebody, who, some Hollywood celebrity who will do it for like eighteen dollars. <laughs> What's interesting is when you Google Mark McGrath on the first page, okay, of the Google search results, mm-hmm. three of the eight results are Sugar Ray's Mark McGrath calls cameo breakup video. Uh, he calls somebody paid Sugar Ray's Mark McGrath to dump someone someone's boyfriend. Yeah, well, it's a big, it's a news story that happened. I think this week, right? So it's, right. it's going to be near the top. But I mean, that's what he's mostly mo- known for right now. <laughs> <laughs> now he's going to get these things all the time. What's the most awkward thing you could request? I think that's a... that was pretty awkward. Yeah. What we just saw there was pretty awkward. I wouldn't <laughs> want to do anything more awkward than that. Not for one hundred and fifty dollars. No. Now look. As as a person who one day wants to earn up to twenty nine thousand dollars a year, it's easy to toss away one hundred fifty bucks. I mean, one hundred fifty bucks is nice, mm-hmm. but if you're a big celebrity, you'd think you wouldn't want to necessarily do that, right? Yes, because that doesn't you know it it looks I don't know small time yeah right yeah. it doesn't look like you're a major star for sure no and think about the other side of this like you you are you open up your email or whatever and you get a link in there to a video from a guy who's the lead singer of the band that you like and he starts off he's all excited and then about 30 seconds in you realize you're getting dumped <laughs> that sucks man that especially sucks. if you're a sugary fan like apparently he was uh and that's why she hired him because uh <laughs> that was a nice way to let him down hey here's one of your heroes uh breaking up with you hmm. uh weird weird situation what a world we live in <laughs>
It's a it's a really strange reality right but now. But this is going to work out well, I think. You yeah, know, I think it is. All these changes, we're we're going to totally be able to handle them. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, some millennials want to bring an end to the secret Santa office holiday tradition because um, it gives them anxiety. And you don't, you don't want to give anybody anxiety. A British job hunting website reported that millennials find the secret Santa gift exchange to be anxiety-inducing. And Dr. Ashley Weinberg, a psychology lecturer, believes it's the fear of appearing stingy that makes the holiday tradition stressful for them. And you don't want anything to be stressful for these for these millennials. Uh, you don't want them to have anxiety. You don't want them to have stress because, well, they fall apart and they got to go into a cry room or a safe space when that happens. And I, you don't want that. I mean, getting presents isn't a safe enough space. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I will say, like, it doesn't cause me anxiety, but it mm-hmm. isn't my favorite thing. No, I mine either. Say. It's just mine not, either. It's not, I'm fine with them banning that. The study found 78% of millennials felt they contributed more than they should to an office party gift compared to 58% of the rest of the workforce. Uh, probably anything for some of them is uh, more than they should. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much, said Jillian Melly in a recent episode of her show uh, on Fox, on after the show show on Fox Nation. People spend too much money uh, around as it is around the holidays, so why are we adding to it? Maybe you should have the conversation with your coworkers. Let's just not do it. Just too much anxiety. Again. There, these things start off, you know, and we like traditions, right? Mm-hmm. We're conservatives. Like, mm-hmm. we, that's something that we like. But a lot of these things turn into tra- traditions and just become hassles, right? Like, I, that's true. No one cares. Like, look, there's no reason for you to be uh, exchanging presents with your coworkers. If you like them, you like them, you get them something. But you don't. The, the, the Secret Santa thing is ridiculous. I know. We've all got enough family members to worry about, right? Right. And really close friends. Uh, you don't need to do that. You're right. With your coworkers. This is the problem, though. Like, because, you know, you <clears throat> do exchange presents maybe with your close friends. If you don't get presents for people at work, then you're, like, saying they're not your close friends. <laughs> <laughs> Just, again, it's silly, right? You should not. It it's not the type yeah. of thing that makes any sense. You know, you, 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 it's already enough. I, again, it, mm-hmm. it, only a millennial would, would describe it as ex- anxiety. But it's, yes. it's just irritating. You know, I mean, like, there's enough to do, you know, during the holidays. Mm-hmm. If you show up at a party, I feel like you're, it's almost like a charitable donation to go to a Christmas party. Like, I just want to stay home in my bed. Me too. You know? Me too. A good 7 p.m. bedtime. <laughs> wake up around 11 a.m. Have breakfast, lunch, and quick order. Is that so wrong? Is that so wrong? Uh, that's not so wrong, is it? <laughs> I mean, so I don't want to get up at any point during the day. So what? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with me. It's you as the problem. I think I'm going to be calling in sick to the Christmas party this year. Oh, no, really? Yeah, I'm feeling something coming on. Wow, <laughs> but it's weeks away. <laughs> I know, but this these usually last you good two, three oh. weeks. <clears throat> now I'm in the same room with you. I probably have it, too. You probably have it. Oh, God. Now I can feel it. Come- oh, no. Oh, oh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs>
You're listening to Glenn Beck.